from the well of death, from the chasm of silence, from the abyss of pain, come the screams of empty, come the choruses of misery, come the dark tales. Many sewed, doorways. In Luna's short life, she knew a few things for sure. She knew the warmth of fresh buttered mashed potatoes served with garden peas. She knew the creaking of swings. She knew the squishing of mulch beneath her trainers. She knew the aches of laughter in her belly, especially when she was tickled on her tummy or under her arms. She knew every colour in the rainbow. She knew every number up to twelve. She knew every sound that every farm animal made. She knew the embrace of her father and how he always smelled like sweat and petrol. She knew the caress of her mother and how she smelled like a mixture of pine needles and old notebooks. She knew the tight grip of adult arms across her torso. She knew the clamping of an adult hand over her mouth. She knew the texture of burlap. She knew the swaying of the back of a van. Mostly, she knew the damp dark cellar, for that was where she spent her days now. The damp grey box became her entire world. She documented every groove and eccentricity of the stone. She liked to count the steps, of which there happened to be twelve, but she never ever climbed them, because she knew that she wasn't allowed, because they led up to the doorway. The doorway wasn't quite flush to the frame of the door on the left side, so she always saw a fine slither of light intruding from the outside world into hers. She knew the shadow man's voice, she knew his stubbled face and dark shiny hair, she knew his hairy hands and chubby knuckles. She knew his square glasses. He was like a visitor to her world, some alien that had travelled a long way from a far off distant planet. About a week after Luna had been taken from the supermarket car park, the shadow man had come down to the cellar and asked, Are you done crying yet? Luna confirmed that she was, because yesterday she'd cried and begged and he hadn't given her anything to eat, and now her stomach was sore and she'd do anything for a piece of toast, or even some warm porridge. Good, he said, then asked, What did you say your name was again? Luna, Luna said. Is it okay if I call you something else? What else? The shadow man chewed his lip, then wiped his long hair away from the front of his face. Is it okay if I call you George? But George is the boy's name. Yes, it is. But my name is Luna, and I would like to call you George. With your consent. What's consent? Like permission. Like a permission slip? Exactly. Luna fought on it, then said, I don't know. She had to fight hard to keep from crying. She really just wanted supper. Her tummy ached. Do you like ice cream? The shadow man asked. Uh Uh-huh, Luna said. I'll bring you some ice cream if you let me call you George. Okay, Luna said. Okay? Okay. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Chunky monkey. Chunky monkey's a good one. Do you like monkeys? Yes. You could be my little monkey. Like Curious George. Okay. He smiled. Good boy. The shadow man climbed the stairs and went through the door into the other world. Luna returned to counting the stone steps. When she got sick of that, she imagined things on the wall, like a movie projected from her eyes. She invented episodes to her favorite shows including Paw Patrol, Peppa Pig, and Bluey. When the Shadow Man returned, he brought with him a dessert spoon and a tub of Chunky Monkey. Luna began eating. The Shadow Man watched intently. That's a good boy. Are you enjoying that? Yes. He presented her with a small orange circle 
Make sure to take your multivitamin as well, okay, George? Okay, Luna said. Good boy, the shadow man said as she took her multivitamin. Can I go back to the supermarket? Luna asked. The shadow man shook his head. Can I see mommy and daddy? The shadow man shook his head. Can we talk to them on the phone? The shadow man shook his head. Luna was about to take another bite of ice cream when the shadow man retracted the tub and said, Hey George. Luna said nothing. Don't ask me that again, okay? Okay, Luna said. It makes me very upset when you ask that, George. Okay. That night, when Luna was left alone in the cellar, as she lay on her mattress, something strange happened. Above, upon the dark stone ceiling, where she often heard the thumping steps of the shadow man, came an odd flash of light. It was most peculiar, because the light bulb was located in the center of the room, and her mattress was stuffed into the corner. She thought that she heard a voice saying her name. Luna. 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 But it was so hushed that it could just be the wind. Or maybe it was a dream. Or maybe it was just like Charlie always said, that she had an overactive imagination. Over the coming weeks, the shadow man often frequented the cellar to visit. He would give her baths by lugging down a brass tub and filling it up, as much as possible, with hot soapy water. It took him many trips to fill it up, and by the end of it, he was usually sweaty and out of breath. He asked her to remove her clothes. When she did, for some reason he got angry and made her put on a pair of swim shorts. The shorts were old and a bit loose, but she managed to keep them secure with a waist tie. Once she settled down into the warm water, he scrubbed her over with a sponge. Then he dried her off with a rough towel. Every morning and every night, he would also visit her to brush her hair and teeth. One day, he came down with electric hair clippers, the kind that Dad used to cut Charlie's hair. Luna cried when she felt the hard plastic dig into her scalp and buzz like an angry hornet. With each pass, she watched as more and more of her golden curls fell to the ground. After it was finished, the shadow man told her she could feel it. When she ran her hand over it, she felt that it was prickly. He brought her a mirror and when she saw her reflection, she began crying. The shadow man, however, was not angry. In fact, he still wore a big beaming smile as he patted her on the head. You were very brave, George. Luna said nothing. I'm going to make you pancakes for breakfast, okay? Okay. With lots of maple syrup and bacon, okay? Okay. Do you like maple syrup, George? Luna shrugged and informed the shadow man that she'd never tried it. His big brown eyes widened in surprise. Well, you're going to love it. It's just like honey, except it comes from the trees instead of the bees. See? It even rhymes. Okay. He ran his hand over the top of her prickly head and kissed her there before departing. Every night, after he brushed her teeth and tucked her in, for she no longer had enough hair for him to brush, the shadow man would sit on his stool and read to her. He only had a few books at the start, and those were old, crinkled and wrinkled, but he ordered more. He didn't do the voices as well as Daddy, but he was getting better gradually, and Luna never complained. The shadow man brought her clothes too. He gave her a jumper, jeans, t-shirt and shorts, but they were all boys' clothing and were old and ill-fitting. Once she informed the shadow man that she'd like to wear a dress again. That caused him to become very upset. He did that swirly thing where he explored the insides of his cheeks with his tongue, as well as that sucking thing where he made them go inward. Wordlessly, he left her alone and she didn't get any supper or breakfast or dinner the next day. When he delivered her her cereal the day following that, he never brought up the incident with the dress, 
so she never felt the need to say sorry. They both just pretended it had never happened, and she never asked him for another dress. The Shadow Man brought Luna a new pair of shoes almost every week. Well, they were new to her, but not exactly brand new. Some were scuffed, some were loose, some were splattered in dry mud, but some were stiff and cutting, as if fresh from the shop shelf. He got her so many that he had to buy a stand for them, and when that was full, he had to buy another stand. Things started to become more comfortable in the basement when the Shadow Man lined the walls with posters. Most of them were from anime that she'd never seen, or of superheroes, or of characters from Star Wars. He also brought her toys, some of which were faded too. She had to play with dinosaurs, cars, chalk, and an extremely limited selection of Lego. But that was alright after so long of having nothing else. Sometimes, the Shadow Man cried. Sometimes he did it when upstairs, and she could only hear it a little bit. Sometimes he did it when he was sat on the stool in the cellar. Luna pretended that she didn't notice, until one day he was sobbing and retching so loudly that she felt forced to ask him what was wrong. He glanced up, as if surprised to find that she was there. It's hard, you know. I've just been lonely for so long, and this is nice. How come you're lonely? The Shadow Man wiped his face. Please don't ask me questions like that, George. It makes me very upset. Okay, Luna said. Luna observed the Shadow Man as he removed his ring and put it back on. He was always doing that with his ring. Either he was constantly twisting it, or he was taking it off and putting it back on, then taking it off and putting it back on again. The Shadow Man affected a crooked smile. But we're not lonely anymore, are we? No, Luna agreed. That's right, because we have each other. Luna returned to rolling her car along the floor. She had outlined a long, twisting track in chalk. Are you happy, George? Luna stared at the Shadow Man, unsure how to answer that. The Shadow Man stared back. Under the cellar lights, his eyes shone like honeycomb. They both stared at each other for so long and remained in such an extended state of silence that eventually the Shadow Man just got up and left. She worried that he wouldn't bring her supper that night, but eventually, he did and just acted like he'd never even asked the question. Sometimes, when Luna lay in her bed, she stared at the ceiling for hours and hours. She imagined that her concentration was like a piece of flint, striking a piece of steel. She thought that after repeated efforts, she saw a flicker of light, bright, harsh, and so luminous that it hurt her eyes. Sometimes, when she forced herself to look into the light, instead of shying away from it, she thought that she heard a voice arriving with it, saying, Luna, Luna, Luna. Rolling her name like a piece of Play-Doh across a hardwood table. Are you listening, lovely Luna? She considered answering it back, but her tongue felt stuck to the roof of her mouth like it was a frozen lamppost. It chuckled, as if it could barely contain a great big belly laugh. It wheezed and snorted and sucked in air until it barely had control over itself. Then it said... I know you can hear me, lovely Luna. I know you can. I know it. On another occasion, when she'd concentrated enough to bring the light out, she heard it say, Oh, Luna, I love you. I love you, lovely Luna. Once, when she'd really, really focused hard on that light, for so long that tears rolled down either of her cheeks, It had widened out from the size of a thumb to the size of a hand, but it hurt her head to focus on it so much, and eventually she lost it, and the ceiling was blank again, and the room was dark, so dark, 
there were more haircuts and tears from the shadow man, but there was also more ice cream, and there was apple pie, cheesecake, fresh cookies, and every Sunday he came down with donuts. He insisted that Luna eat the cream finger with the chocolate coating. Can I have the jam bun this time? She'd asked on one occasion. No, he said firmly but not unkindly. The cream finger is your favourite. Okay, she said. One day, the shadow man had brought down a plate with a big fat slice of white cake atop it. On top of the cake sat a bright red strawberry. The cake itself was covered in rainbow sprinkles. In the centre of the golden sponge was a layer of glistening jam and thick cream. Luna gazed up at the shadow man curiously. He answered her question without needing to be asked. It's our anniversary. We've been a family for over a year now. Do you believe that? She shook her head. He passed Luna the cake and she began eating it delicately, savouring each bite. It was light. It was sweet. It melted in her mouth. How is it? He asked. It's good, she said. Good. You were getting far too skinny. A concerned frown stretched across his face. Do you think I feed you enough? Free meals seems like plenty, but you're a growing boy with a high metabolism. Luna shrugged because the idea of getting more food and more visits wasn't one that she was completely adverse to. She wolfed down the cake before asking something she'd been building up the courage to ask for a long time. Do you think you'll ever let me go back home? The shadow man got a wobbly face, so much so that she shied back, worried that he might lose his temper and hit her. But he never had, and he never did. This is your home now, George. Just forget about that place you were before, okay? Okay, Luna said, scraping up the crumbs and cream left on the plate, just in case he would decide to punish her and neglect feeding her tomorrow. But he showed no signs of further being upset as he grabbed the plate. He made to leave the cellar, but stopped and turned back at the top of the stairs. Before he exited the door, he said, It's Halloween next week, you know. Oh, Luna said. Do you like Halloween? Yes. If you're good, I'll get you a costume. Who's your favourite superhero? He gestured to the Marvel and DC posters. Wonder Woman, Luna said, and immediately knew from the Shadow Man's expression that this was the incorrect choice. Well, you can't dress as Wonder Woman, George. That'd be silly. Okay. It might be hard to find something on this short of notice. All the best costumes will be sold off at this stage. He said it as if it were partly her fault. But I think I saw a decent Spider-Man costume in Raiders. Okay. Okay, the shadow man said. She picked up her chalk to draw something. Midway through drawing a cat, she got a feeling and looked up, only to realize that the shadow man had been staring at her the whole time. Actually, you know what? What? I might do something extra special for you. I could make you a costume. We could make it together, if you like. Thank you, Luna said, because she knew that if she said anything else in that moment, it would make the shadow man upset. That night, before Halloween, the shadow man had brought down card, and paint, and gold stars, and silver crescent moons, and glue, and glitter, and purple fabric. Together, they fashioned Luna a sorcerer costume, spending all day on it. The shadow man beamed when she modelled it for him. It was perhaps the happiest that she'd ever seen him. Can I go trick-or-treating? Luna asked after she observed herself in the mirror, wearing the tall, sparkling hat. The shadow man shook his head, but his expression contained no disapproval. It was like he'd expected the question. I'll get you sweets, all right? More sweets than any other child will get this Halloween. Okay. You'll have buckets and buckets full. Okay. That night, the square of light appeared above her bed again, and the voice arrived with it. Hello. Hello. 
My lovely, lovely Luna. It chuckled. This time, Luna did what she'd never done before. She spoke back to it. What do you want? Ooh, someone's in a talkative mood tonight. I want you to let me in. Let me into your head. Lovely, lovely Luna. Luna concentrated hard on the square and found that when she did, it hurt her head, sort of like a bad brain freeze. But she continued to allow it to expand, like someone blowing air into a balloon. It stretched and stretched and stretched, filling the basement with bright blue light, like stadium floodlights. When it was the size of a doorway, loud laughter boomed out from it, and the voice emanating from the other side was clearer, more magnified than it had ever been before. Good. Good job. Are you going to take me away? Luna asked. No. The voice gushed. I'm here to offer you a trade. A trade? Luna asked, unsure. Like a swap. You give me something, and I'll give you something in return. Oh. I want to trade you my freedom for yours. You let me out, and I'll let you out. Luna gazed at her racks of shoes. Luna gazed at her toys. Luna gazed at her posters. Hi, Luna asked. Let me take control of you, just for a little while. I just need your consent. There was that word again. The word that the Shadow Man had used in the beginning. Luna stared at the slither, expecting it to open. Expecting the Shadow Man to hear the voice from the light. To catch her speaking back to it, and then becoming very, very upset. You can go back to them. You can see your mummy, daddy... And Charlie again. What about the Shadow Man? Oh, don't worry. I've got a special, special place for him. Luna stared up into the doorway on the ceiling and thought that she could feel heat from it. It was a burning, unpleasant light. Okay, she said. <laughs>